0: in front
1: Old fogies and Films
2: You should leave before I practice my dance It's provocative
0: Welcome back to Old Fogies and Films each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. The usual sluts are... Takiya, Baha! <laughs> Roof! Shelly! And me, Eric.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and me,
0: Eric. This round, I had the fogies watch Worm. That's Eric with an A and Worm with a Y. So Worm is a quirky little film set in the early 90s about an alternate universe where the parents and teachers attempt to shepherd children along the path of uh, romance. Let's to use it to use a mild term so that uh, they ultimately do not end up alone. Uh, It's a very interesting scenario. And so Worm in this context is uh, the last kid in his class who has not passed his last romantic milestone, which is to kiss somebody. So it becomes increasingly embarrassing for him. And on top of that, he's dealing with a recent uh, tragic loss in his family uh, and how and the way in which each member of his family and his friends have processed that event. And all of this uh, sort of converges into a coming of age story uh, about Worm finally sort of processing, coming to terms with things. Uh, so I really enjoyed this movie. It was not quite as as weird as I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be very, very strange. I thought it would be more a little more along the lines of Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, right. But it was more of a, a quirky world that uh, real people just happen to live in. Um, but I did, I think the humor and the the oddball sensibilities were very... Uh, understated uh, and and sometimes subliminal throughout the movie. So you, if you were paying very close attention, you would notice these very strange things, but on the surface was just this story about real people um, and how that they interact with each other, how they communicate with each other, how they connect with each other and the difficulties around that. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I, I had a, a few... I had one major issue with it, which was there was this there were a couple of lines specifically in the movie and and a context for the movie throughout the basic basically literally said to us boys are bad (laughs) girls are good and i do not agree with that i'm sorry i think uh uh terrible there are terrible people both boys and girls they're terrible for very very different reasons so there was a line at the end that said you're you're all boys are terrible so of course you're terrible and that was said to worm and i didn't appreciate that i didn't think that he deserved that i thought he was a pretty good person uh and you know if you tell him he's terrible (laughs) that's not going to really help him but uh so i didn't agree with that aspect of it i did love the i loved worm the character and um, the heart of the movie i was very touched by it there i have a lot of things written here in my notes. Uh, mostly part of the, those subtle, specific sort of Easter eggs that they placed throughout to build the universe in which the events were taking place that I found extremely intelligent and and interesting and artful. Um, but one of the reasons I love the movie I think can be summed up with one of the final lines, the final line by his sister Marcella, where she says, "I fall in love with every boy that smiles at me," and that really, really hit me because I'm. Kind of, I'm like same girl, same. <laughs> that's that's me. That's been me my whole life. That was absolutely me in high school. Any any boy who pay me the least amount of attention, I'm imagining marriage or something. It's you know it's and unfortunately I'm not any better than a fourteen year old, fifteen year old. To this day, I'm still sort of romanticizing about the possibility of a true connection with somebody where there may be none. And I, I found that a very like brave thing for her to say. And and I appreciated that finally in the, in the end of the movie the the two twins, Worm and Marcella were able to sort of get back a little of their connection. We we come into the movie where it's already broken. So we don't really know who they might have been as two best friends, two twins before puberty ruined everything. <laughs> so I love that it ended on that note. And as far as the universe they've created, I'm really curious to hear how you got Guys, interpreted it. What you thought of it? I I thought it was on the face of it. It's a little. It seemed a little scandalous. And of course, you know, there's a little bit of a shock value, which makes the movie interesting initially. But it's also not exactly unfactual. I guess it's uh, you know, there's a. It's it's sort of a. It's not even a metaphor for real life. It's it's more like it, it's sort of like it's just hanging a lampshade on the way in which we treat people in reality. We pretend we don't, but there is sort of an expectation that people should achieve certain milestones, you know, romantically by a certain time in their life. And if they haven't there, I mean, certainly the kids will treat uh, other kids weird if they haven't kept up socially with the level that they're at, especially at certain ages. But, you know, the community and parents do that as well. You know, they look down on people like Worm who are taking a little longer because I mean, there's a scene where Worm, you know, you know, he likes Izzy, but you find out even when she's willing to kiss him and he could like get rid of this literal albatross, you know, albatross, not literal, but an albatross around his neck his his collar uh, a- and sort of solve all his problems. He's still uncomfortable doing it because he feels like they don't know each other well enough. He wants to actually connect with somebody. He doesn't just want to do this to get it over with. Which, although he did try that with his his best friend. Boy, yeah. yeah. Um, so it is very interesting and I'm still unpacking parts of it. Uh, and it gets very, very deep and very dark towards the end, despite being in many other places kind of uh, brazen and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not thoughtless, but I can't think of a r- word right now. But anyway, I'm going to stop there and I'm going to call on Takiya. Thank you. Um and man, this movie was awesome. Um, you know, it's funny, I'm always like in like the
1: horror action through all the drama, but I also like coming of age, believe it or not, shocking. <laughs> I grew up loving like Welcome to the Dollhouse and um oh gosh, the Drew Barrymore one, Never Been Kiss. I love the hot kind of the, the nerd coming of age, kind of a bit naive, but also trying to fit in with others and uh yeah, I could relate with a little bit of that as well. There's also the one back in the day, you know, well where I would you know, every guy that would talk to me or I would, you know, whatever, like I would, oh yeah, that's my boyfriend now, blah, 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 blah and all this stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I saw myself in him. I was quite immature into thirties. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> late with that and then just kind of um, being a bit, a bit of an outcast when I was like, I guess elementary to middle school and then I high school. I like-
0: interject before you go too much further, but it's funny but- you mentioned Welcome to the Dollhouse. Um, Because I I have not seen Welcome to Dollhouse actually, but it's I is as little as I know about that film. I think this gives me those vibes. She's well, she's a a different, completely different character. But uh, from what I know about it, it's it's kind of the same. It's it's got a it's got a vibe that shares with this movie. I'm surprised you didn't see that, Eric. I thought we talked about it before, but maybe not. Like, I know it's just one of my blind
1: spots. I haven't ever caught it. Interesting. We'll have to watch it together. (laughs) so anyway yeah i i was kind of outcast when i was at a collegiate at uh middle school and then i remember getting to high high school well stewart and everyone there was no social status type thing i kind of found you guys my people and like everything was just a lot better so yeah um whereas i guess for worm we just also started just started high school so we don't know what what happens to him later on in life and whatnot but um Anyway, yeah, I just, this this, this is just all the, the awesome vibes of coming age movies. I just love. Um, and I like the alt reality. First, when it started, I didn't really read about that it was an alt reality. So I just kind of went in like with no expectations. I, I think it was just going to be like, you know, typical coming age, you know, kind of, you know, awkward looking boy and his awkward looking sister and see what, what's happening with them. And then this starts, this stuff that having with the, with the collar and I was a bit confused about that. So I was like, what in the world am I watching here? Oh, are they supposed to, see they're in puberty? Are they supposed to like lose virginity or something before, or whatever was going on here? So I read a little bit about it as I was watching it and oh, okay. It's like not, yeah, it's an ultra reality of, um yeah. So anyway, it made sense to me. And as I watched it, I started loving it more and more. And then I just, yeah, I just, I ate this movie up. <laughs> I love the characters. Um, I had to... Look up some of the names There's so many characters, but not too many where I couldn't remember them. Um, Izzy, I just loved her. I, I, I could tell in the beginning that she, this the way she would, her awkwardness, I just loved as well. And that she, the way she will look at him, I knew that something was going to happen with them or something, but too early to tell. But I knew something would gel with both of them. Do you were... recognize the actress?
3: Yes, from Ouija. From the good Ouija. The <laughs> good Ouija, not the bad one. The, the origin one. of evil. And yes. she was also in Annabelle, um, too. The yes. same girl yeah
1: yes so yeah good Annabelle
3: also yeah but that's why
1: I was like oh my goodness this huh. this, this chicka is got some some I was getting like total I know her vibes or whatever so, yeah so that's why I looked up I saw it was Annabelle I mean well Ouija so anyway yeah she was great I loved her char- each character alone had had a little sugar and spice that I loved about them like something different about them and love that she had like her little the port wine stain birthmark and that kind of made her different in a way like what's it different i mean that everyone had something about them that made them different that makes sense mm-hmm. how i'm saying that yeah so um yeah so she had her own quirk she she loved yeah she ended up having a crush on him but then i was i like also why the movie didn't have her Falling in love with him because that would have been predict- predictable. So I like the little twist at the end. It was, made me sad but at the same time. Like, I like that twist. And then, let's see, there was Kevin uh, Bacon's daughter. was Yeah, I liked her and her, mm-hmm. her whole storyline as well.
0: And then finding I- out that you and Fahad would pick that out because you both saw Smile. I did not.
1: <clears throat> I did. I saw it on a plane last year going, going to Utah, which is kind of funny when you said that. I saw it on a plane last oh, year. I thought you guys went to the theater for that.
3: No, I saw and it at you- home
1: oh
0: okay i saw it in the plane <laughs>
3: yeah I, I i didn't need to see it but i i saw it <laughs> i didn't enjoy it,
0: it, 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 it far is
3: far it far better
0: at thirty thousand feet
1: where
3: the air is? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i agree with fahad i might want to see it again but it had it had some it had some we'll, we'll talk about it later <laughs> right, but yeah was she um, also
3: and i want to let I me mean, i'm double checking i feel like she was in Something. Yeah, 13 Reasons Why. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes,
1: she was. Uh the first
3: season.
1: First season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was she was kind of like the RC
3: yeah. Art
1: girl. Yeah. 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 So yeah. And so then I found out, found out close to the end as well that that she was uh she was in Dylan when he was killed. Oh, that that was dark. Like you said, oh, the dark part that um Eric was mentioning was whoa. I was wondering what the connection was there. I was even thinking maybe that may be his love interest later or something like that or whatever. I didn't know what was going to happen with that, but then it turned out she was much older than him and all, so that that was going to happen. But um, yeah, I liked her story arc. And then um, forgive me, I'm looking at the characters here. Uh, um, There's so many. I'm trying to think who else I liked in here. That you know, those all there was um, Stranger Things guy Ed, with Ed, Ed, um, the pizza boy. He yeah, isn't it, the guy? Yeah. I saw him. <laughs> Sally might be coming back in the, the last one, last Stranger Things. I was kind of sad to hear that, but did you guys hear about that? No? We'll talk about it later, okay. Uh, yeah, that, that was, and then, oh, there is a guy, uh, the, okay, the, the uncle. What's interesting about him, we just saw him in a Sundance movie, and I'm going to not say too much about that, because that be be, might be my next movie. But yeah, he was in a, a latest Sundance movie as a as a, uh, a werewolf or something. Wait, he's a monster. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I was shocked to see that, see that he was in this movie. Like, oh, wow. He played his, he acted his booty off in the other movie. I was really impressed with him. So to see him in this movie, that was really a real treat. Okay.
0: So um, I liked yeah. it. That was fun. What did you think about the fact that they kept, um, people off screen kept accusing him, not accusing him, but suspecting that because he's an uncle watching his nieces and nephews, that he might be a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> they had like no, you know, they had like no, Uh, evidence, but they were just like just because he's an uncle, they were like he's... Remember the doctor said he's not Yeah, that was weird.
3: Well, see, I thought at first when the doctor was going to ask questions, I thought she was going to insinuate he abused Worm by breaking Worm's hand. But then I was like, oh, she's going a different direction. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now, I wanted to mention as well, wow. Like, yeah, the there's the idea of, oh, you know, he's trying to they got to p- complete this part of the sexuality, th- whatever the, their thing. Where you got, you when you get, get kids, you move on to the next thing and all. Yeah, it started that got kind of dark too. But then he broke his. He, he went from um, I think giving himself a black eye. To then, then he, then he, and then he saw that the guy that tumbled down, tumbled and hurt himself in the. Um, was it the? I the, thought that hurt. kid what?
2: was gonna get so much more hurt. It looked yeah. awful. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, there, there was, a, was no a, way for him to catch
1: himself. Yeah, yeah. But but so he he saw he got that that guy that got, got a kiss out of it so he's like oh let me go ahead and break my arm with a hammer so that was like oh no you're not gonna do that no don't do that oh my gosh but that's so, yeah the how how much farther would he go to get kissed that, that's
0: part of the that's part of the uncomfortable
1: um, yeah. yeah like they've
0: yeah. given a bad incentive to these kids like you're you're yeah. to you know possibly and uh, that's where I was that's another moment where I was thinking it's it's not that much different in real life now the way uh, yes. the sort of kids are incentivized to maybe push themselves beyond their yeah. actual comfort zone so that they don't feel like they're left behind
3: you grow up i
1: think yeah. even i also want to add i think the same thing happens with um drugs They have to get into this stuff with like uh with this drugs and stuff in general that the, 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 the desire to fit in even at an early age you know because the, 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 once they hit middle school it's not about the parents anymore it's about yeah. the friends and you know wanting to be a part of something and i've seen kids you know just even do with but the things that they go through the things they'll do to just to fit in so that that, that i thought about that as well as yeah. i was watching that
3: yes yeah, this, so. this is instant institutionalized peer pressure yeah <laughs> it's like formalized program for peer pressure yeah, that's crazy so
1: um yeah i got i thought like i got a bunch of jobs I have so many things to say on this movie. It's in a jumble in my mind, <laughs> and I don't want to keep talking forever. So let, uh, that, that's all I had to say. I just, I just, I could watch that again, again.
0: So anyway, go ahead. Loved it. Thank, Thank you, Takia. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, um, maybe I'll just interject a few more things before I move on. First. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I mean, the whole vibe. I don't know if you guys agree, but the whole vibe of the movie was sort of like a little bit like a, is it Paul Thomas Anderson or Wes Anderson who does the like Royal tenon bombs?
1: Anderson.
0: I it is Wes Anderson I can never like I don't know why I can't distinguish those two they came up at the same time and it's confused me ever since it reminded me a little bit of that and like I said Napoleon Dynamite uh but um not quite as sometimes I feel like uh definitely Wes Anderson movies it's it's relying way too heavily on the quirk and it's it's a little too gimmicky uh this one didn't mm. do that uh, but another uh, uh, just another thing that I uh, noticed was the uh, the whole idea of the internet. They made it very clear like they're trying to place this movie in a specific time period. and so everyone's talking about like this new thing. And then the one guy says, the internet, have you seen it? <laughs> it's like, have you seen it? Can you imagine <laughs> saying that now? have you seen it? like what part of it? what what are you talking about like-
3: <laughs> It has everything. Like
0: you could see it all. like it like, have you seen it?
3: Yeah, well, back then you could see it all in just like a week, right?. Yeah. <laughs> uh-
0: You know he says it has
3: everything. everything.
0: Oh, that's everything. You just wait, dude. Anyway, there were tons, and I mean, there was a bumper sticker on the back of his mom's car towards the end that said "The Internet for President." it's like, it's just such an interesting. (laughs) I missed that one. It's such an interesting specific time period to place this movie in, because I mean, that moment didn't last that long. There was, you know, there was before the internet, and then there was the internet, and it just it took off. You know. I kind of remember it though, because I remember us getting, you know, we inherited a computer and I'm the one that bought our first modem and hooked us up. Cause I was like, I was like, I want us to be on the internet. Come on. <laughs> and it took forever. And it was, it was a wild thing. Anyway. So uh, I'll probably say more between the next two people, but the next person to speak will be Shelly.
2: Okay. So Eric, you always steal my thoughts.
0: Um, and I was going to say I couldn't help that this, this movie
2: <laughs> reminded me of the Napoleon Dynamite universe. It, it's different. I enjoyed this movie, but it for sure reminded me of that. And now that you say the Wes Anderson movies, I can see that as well. Kind of the quirky wor- world with the quirky characters. Um, I, I do think, though, how we you know how you just said that. What did they say at the end? Like all boys are awful or, or something like that. Well, I'm thinking all adults are awful because I think all the adults in this movie are just so selfish and awful. His parents his especially. parents were terrible. His uncle tried, you know, the uncle tried, but he was one one. such a weirdo and very self-involved with his, um, what was his girlfriend's name? Flora? Flora.
0: Flor. Yeah. His girlfriend. Claire. That he refuses to learn Spanish for, apparently yes it just learn spanish Come on but she knew english so yeah um so his
2: parents were, were were terrible the mother was terrible she was just lying to them
1: but they separated i think pretty much no, and she i said, think that well, want...
2: she supposedly was out on a trek right like that for um i mean it was after after dylan died i think it just tore their whole family apart yeah, yeah. Um, i thought
1: yeah
2: i mean yeah i guess they yeah. were and then the counselor that calls, you know, the, the school counselor that calls him in and has to talk to him about how he's not met his, you know, his goal of, by the ninth grade, you have to have your collar gone. And I thought, well, what what was, I'm trying to remember, what did they say they do if you don't lose he's your collar, don't pop your collar?
3: Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, that was a really funny line, too. I laughed, I laughed out loud that the guidance counselor said. We will, we will do anything in order to make sure that you move forward into the future, including holding you back. And like that <laughs> logic <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> you are oh, horrible people. I thought it was a e- euthanism,
1: a way called for a popular cherry. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I, I mean, well,
3: I mean, it's literally literally think that's
2: what it was. I think that's yeah.
1: what it was, yeah. but,
2: but was
1: coming out of the 80s, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like.
3: The irony of it all for them to not feel alone, you know, you want to they want to make sure you have your kiss and you're making each of the right steps and stuff. But the irony is, is that if you don't, you're kind of ostracized, you know, it's pointed out you're the last one. You haven't done it. You're going to be held back. You're going to be the eldest one. And and I'm like, it kind of makes it worse because it's making you feel bad about yourself and making you feel like you belong.
0: And it makes it less likely because, uh, you know, when you are in that situation, like, isn't it harder for you to finally get it? I mean, I and- think that scene where that janitor comes into the bathroom and yeah. he's 30s and he still has his collar, I was like, oh my god, that yeah. is, that is- well, uh,
3: yeah. I felt it's-, it's sad, and you know, at that point though, um, or, well, earlier on, I didn't even. Well, it's not even my turn, so I am going to shut up. <laughs> Shall we go? <laughs> <laughs> no no go
2: on <laughs> okay I'll just be quick I just um I really enjoyed the character I, I liked Worm's character he was so sweet and when he was telling Izzy he get, brought her the flower and, and she was taking the pictures of you know the the pictures of the pictures that she took in the pool and he was so sweet and he explained what his his name meant so it was kind of heartbreaking when she's like uh no
1: Rejected him, Uh, but i kind
2: of felt like she was going to because there was still a lot of time left in the movie i thought well there's no way that this is going to have the happy a little happy part right now and then i was very very happy to see him and his sister um his sister was kind of awful though all those notes that she wrote those people yeah um that was (laughs) terrible and then i liked the principal was it the principal's announcement or that lady's announcement she's like uh-huh. come and see uh marcella for a personal apology but if nothing happened to you then disregard regard this and everything that was said before in this
0: message i <laughs> specifically wrote in a note because of that scene because i was like uh, that makes me think um i'm putting together some threads here in the whole movie which is there's this theme about how <clears throat> when you're that exact age <clears throat> it's like you have no privacy even though it's even though no one is really looking at you or paying that close attention to you, when you're that age, you feel like everyone is, yeah. and no one is No one is respecting your privacy. Everyone's just telling your stories wherever they feel necessary and, and you have no control over it. And you're like, I just want to be left alone. I don't want anyone to look at me. Stop. Yeah. You know? And it's like, that's a perfect example. Like they're, they're using this weird universe to show you how this is how these kids feel. Like you're just trying to mind your own business and have personal private, you know, issues, but, it's on the PA. And then they tell everyone, don't worry about that. If it doesn't apply to you, it's like, yeah, you just like now. Everybody knows. And then, yeah. yeah.
2: And (laughs) then, um, Oh, and then I liked how she ended each letter with, I hope the truth finds you. Well, (laughs) the truth does not find them. Well.
3: So this kind of ties into Eric, what you're asking. And you just said now about like the themes of this universe, right? Like how is it different? You know, it's an alternate reality. And Shelly, like the, the, principal or whoever it was that made that announcement, you know, it goes to show in this universe, the adults don't sugarcoat anything. They're a little, they're kind of, they're very matter of fact. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think, and blunt, and I think that's what this universe in general is. People just say what they feel or say how they feel it. So even Marcella's the end of her notes, you know, the truth. Oh. Hope the truth finds you well kind of stuff. Like, it's the truth. This is what it is. And even the principal, when she was confronting her about it, yeah. said like, even though it's true, blah, 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 blah. Or this horrible thing you said here, even though that's true, blah, blah, blah. It's and like, although factual. Although factual, yeah. Very, they're very much like matter of fact, like kind of a thing. And even when she made the announcement, she's like, and turned into us by a foreign exchange student. It's like, well, he's the only one. <laughs> Everybody knows who yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. There's like everyone knows who you're talking about. And she repeated it on the PA where she said, yeah. these cruel if you've received a cruel,
3: although factual letter.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Cruel, right, although factual. That's cruel,
3: right. It almost made me feel like in this world, because there's that movie I really like. I think it's called The Invention of Lying or something like that. With with, Ricky uh, Gervais, yeah. yeah. Ricky Gervais and um <laughs> that one. Jennifer Gardner. The Jennifer Gardner, yeah. Yeah. Um so I feel like this is almost like in a similar universe where I don't know if anybody really was lying in this movie. People were just saying how they feel and just not sugarcoating, or they were just being very matter of fact. So it was interesting. So I'm sorry. I just wanted that because of what you had said. I was like, that's a big theme I got from this universe. It's just a universe where people just say it as it is. Say it.
0: Yep. <clears throat> it's true. Not sugarcoated. And there, there were some moments where people said things that I think they wanted to sort of hide that they said them. Uh, some of the funniest moments were their math teacher. If you listened, there were usually other things going on in the scene, but if you listened to her teaching, she. About the triangles. Yes, she was talking about the triangle. um, How triangles are the loneliest shape because one point never knows if the other two are getting closer or not. And I'm like, (laughs) You have just learned so much about what's happening in this woman's personal life. And it sounds yeah. like a juicy story and I really, really want to know. Yeah. <laughs> it was sad. I felt
3: it, real bad for her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but she, she said something else later and I can't remember right now, but she said for completely normal reasons and just moved on. It's like,
3: she she knew she had just revealed something and she was like, just so kind of- <laughs> should we Should we introduce one to a triangle? Because one is the loneliest. And one number, is the loneliest number. <laughs> and triangles triangle is the loneliest shape. Can we see each other? Oh my god, it becomes uh the deathly hallows. If you take a triangle and put one in between it, it's Ooh. the using the circle it? around it to be the full. So it's two out of the three deathly hallows. Is that does the
0: so the ones inside it and then the circle, does this represent like reproduction? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
2: reproduction.
3: <laughs> reproduction. Oh,
2: Oh, and then finally, last thing. Um, I really enjoyed the scene between. Now I can't remember her name. Who was the girl that got paralyzed with Dil- with Dylan? Do you
3: remember her name?
2: name? I mean, that's it was mean. Lindsay. 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 I enjoyed the Lindsay and Worms when they were with when they were seen together when they were talking about um the accident and why he didn't go see her and that kind of explained a lot. And like, she was friend, they were friends and she was so upset that he didn't come. And then he just said, what did he say? That it it's like, um, when you haven't done your homework and you hope your teacher doesn't find out even though too much time has passed, you hope they're, they don't remember.
0: Which even though we're in our forties, that's like a universal, like we all understood that, right? Yeah. We're all like, oh my God, I know exactly what you're talking about. And that is the feeling <laughs> Yeah. where you're just hoping it'll go by and no one's going to call you out on it.
2: So when they had the memorial that memorial service was so awkward.
3: Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: And then when they played the tape, what was that tape? They were that was like of their family dinner?
3: I think it was their last family dinner before we oh. went on got in the accident. Yeah, with a bunch of other stuff mixed
0: in, yeah. Yeah. I guess it was very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I took that tape to be like it was not necessarily we hate Dylan. It was listen, Dylan was a person.
2: A real person, yeah.
0: And, there, and he was just a real person that existed. And <laughs> don't don't call him good or bad, but you know there were a lot of he
3: a lot of people knew him, and he touched a lot of lives for whatever reason. And was, that's a good way to do it. I I had thought that Dylan, the way it sounded throughout the movie, I just got this image in my head that he was very popular, very loved outside of his family, but very yeah. well liked and stuff outside of the twins. I mean, um, but there was hardly anybody at that memorial i was very yeah
0: well i feel like the memorial might have been something that maybe worm pushed them to do <clears throat> that because it seemed like everyone else was trying to pretend it didn't happen or walk away from it and he was still fixated so maybe because i don't know how long it's been it's been long enough that Lindsay is back in school and she's been through her therapy it's been a while and uh so maybe that's why a lot of people didn't show up because it, it's old news for them. They don't really, they've all moved on. You know, these things, tragedies when you're young happen and then time just sort of replaces the, the, <laughs> the experience. It, anyway, it was, Shelley, you were talking about that moment with uh, Worm and Lindsay in the car, talking about the accident. And that's where we first find out what happened. And I wanted to say that I know that Shelly, you're usually the person who would say, you know looking at a certain story you wish you had learned more that happened before or after so you could get more context and often they leave things unknown and i think that this movie is a perfect example of an absolutely brilliant way to keep everything from us in the beginning but through very subtle ways reveal it to us and and with perfect dialogue and perfect uh, situations so that they don't have to just you know expositorily is that a word? <laughs> Through existence now exposition explain everything to you. But once you hear certain characters explain certain things to each other, you get everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they do say okay. a little more in that scene. So, you know, the details of the, of the accident, but you also like suddenly everything clicks into place about why he's avoided her, you know, why she wants to make, give her a quote for Dylan. Uh, and they did it a few times in the movie where they, you don't know, what the state of everyone was before the events of the movie. But along the way, certain people behave towards each other or say certain things in ways that clue you into what the situation was and and why things are the way they are now. And I, and I thought that was a very it's a very beautiful way to let the story unfold without having to go through a lot of, you know, thank God, you know, there were no flashbacks, that was nice. Although having no flashbacks, it was a little strange because the guy who, quote unquote, plays Dylan, And i guess the extent of his playing dylan was being the voice on the recording and being the picture picture. is lucas gage yeah who uh who i know from white lotus and a movie i told you guys about recently called that just came out with zachary quinto called uh down low he's very funny he's a great actor he's very attractive much more attractive than he is in two-dimensional photographs like in real life attractive uh so it was weird to i thought he was going to be a bigger part of this movie so when, when, when the movie opens and he's already dead i was like i don't understand so i expected flashbacks but they didn't do that and i i respect that like we don't need to, i don't need you to take me back to see what things were hey, the slow motion accident
3: yeah something like
0: that something very dramatic
3: Um, eric yeah. lucas gage was also in the show you uh what do you play he was the um in the the one where they are the season where they're at the mansion like in the countryside or whatever, um you know in York? And, and yeah, and uh, yeah. Okay, never mind. You haven't seen that yet. I've seen it. Okay, he's in that season. Okay, there hmm. is somebody else from you in the show in this movie. Hmm. Yes. Guys, Can I, I say? It? Ruth knows.
4: Ruth knows. Yes. Remember now. Well, she makes a cameo. Uh, jenna ortega yay yeah. Oh, oh yeah yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's literally okay. like three seconds of her face it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: and that's well, about the age she was when she was in you she was like that little jenna ortega she was
0: yeah
2: one a very last thing and then someone oh, else can have a turn but how awkward was the doctor's statement for the recording
3: But it's 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 part of that universe. So I'm saying it's very matter of fact, and it's even taken to the next level because it's a doctor. So she's like, "I will give my doctor opinion."
0: (laughs) But then I thought the nerve of her for being she wasn't even like shock shocked, but she did make a little face like she was surprised to hear it at the memorial. I was like, "But that's what you put in." Yeah, you said that, lady.
3: (laughs) Put (laughs) it out there. What did you think you were gonna do? She's she could like, have just said that... he. No, she shouldn't have said he was a very healthy young man because then he died. Uh-huh. Even though he was healthy before he died, but still. <laughs>
2: he was a bad driver
0: and there was ice. I think
3: uh, that's what caused the accident, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, let's hear what Ruth has to say now.
4: Okay, so um, I was also kind of thinking of... So when I started to watch the movie um it automatically had like telling you what movie it would play after this one and it said napoleon dynamite and i was like oh you know what (laughs) like i can totally see that
0: (laughs) and that's Um, one of your favorite movies right
4: i love that movie but then i thought how cool would it have been if they lived in like the same like neighborhood ish like their own alternate world together like
0: how cool that would be (laughs) it might be maybe
4: would Napoleon be friends with worm? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But um Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I did like worm a lot. Um I like kind of what he was all about. I mean, I feel like um might be saying some of the same stuff that everybody was saying, but um when I first started it, I was thinking like they really ha- have to wear these around their necks to like, you know, to show like if they have ki- when they kiss and stuff and then It did give me more to where, like, okay, like, with the how far in the nitty-gritty are we getting to each, like, little, you know, part of the journey. Yes, because I thought, um, I don't know if if some of the other stuff they're talking about. I thought, um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Because, like, did it make it sound like by the time they're in high school or by the time they graduated that they would have
1: maybe had had sex that's something? I wanted it, too. (laughs) And Where are those collars located? <laughs> That's what I was one. As I thinking, you know. I thought they were on their
2: wrists. I thought yeah. it was that was their. The guy said, "If you need uh, the guy to measure your wrists, if you don't know your oh, wrist right, size." Right.
0: Yeah, that that was a weird um, part of the story that I'm wondering how you guys interpreted. But yeah, you get the wrist collar uh, cuff, and then they said if you end up having intercourse and your your cuff pops off before you graduate high school you will be immediately shuffled off to vocational technical school. And That's I was like, right. what? Uh, why? And I guess they're um, they're almost, the only way I can interpret it is they're trying to say that in most you know small towns or any towns probably, uh, the people who are too sexually active in high school end up getting pregnant too early and they don't go oh. to college, they just have to get technical jobs. That's what I was interpreting. It was like, they'll just, do, they just make the decision for you. If you've already had sex, you're off to vocational school. <laughs> And you don't have a future anymore. And so there was at least one character who was concerned about, oh no, there was Ma- uh, it was Mads, uh, the exchange student. He tried to pretend his, his cuff wasn't popped off, but apparently he had sex and they were gonna, they said, well, I, we think his parents are gonna go back to Nor- Norway right now uh, so that he doesn't have to go to the vocational school and he can have a different future. It's like, well, again, that's really rough that they're making like any kids who have sex in high school just automatically forfeit. Their- yeah. <laughs> Well then I thought, well, see so
4: they have the the collar for kissing. Well, did they have anything before that where like you hold hands for the first time?
0: Probably. Probably.
4: And like, do they count? Well, I guess they do, because those two girls were kissing, so I was like, Well, I guess they would count if it was he who regardless of all that, which I so They didn't seem
0: into each other though. The two
3: girls. <laughs>
4: yeah, I was like, are they they're just like You're, I'm trying to get
3: the collars off?
4: yeah that was so awful i just was like it was just this like unnatural just like unnatural a robotic kissing, yeah. like, robotic movement or something like no feeling it's just like okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. um but uh worm's friend when he was trying to see if he could convince him to kiss him you know so he could get the collar thing off how old he was a little kid wasn't he he was in seventh was grade in seventh grade <laughs> yeah and how old was Worm? Eighth
0: grade. Eighth grade.
4: So, oh, okay. For some reason, I guess because Worm's tall, I was thinking oh,
0: that's a, like a that's big age where you have kids who look really young, but kids who look really old, and it's like mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Can't really... I remember that age. <clears throat> the first girl who got boobs, and she got a bad reputation just because she had boobs. It was like I, I don't even know if she did anything. It was just because she
3: had boobs. She no
2: help did. It. Poor thing.
3: Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah. It, it, it's funny, Ruth, that you mentioned, like, that kid's really small and, you know, Worm was really tall. But in the yeah. memorial, I noticed Worm was really small compared to the rest of his family. Because even the guy who was starting the memorial said, and Dylan's, he didn't say Dylan's little brother or Dylan's younger brother. <laughs> he said Dylan's smaller brother. <laughs> <laughs> and then they showed, they show Worm standing next to the rest of the family and he was actually smaller than them. I was like, oh, weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> he gave off an air of being, like, tall to me. The skinny thing, right? Yeah. I did I thought so too. A tall bean pole.
0: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> and then Marissa, like I know how they kind of the siblings were all well close and then they Marcella. Marcella, yeah. With a wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they were really close. But then um could the shift well besides them kind of going through um like teen adolescence how much of it was impacted too with her brother dying, I guess, for their, I guess, um more breaking apart from being close and, you know, how, like, she came, became really bitchy and was that, like, kind of a cry thing where she was angry with everything, you know, with the death and stuff too, I guess. Um yeah,
0: I, would, I wouldn't mind seeing Marcella's side of the story. Yeah. Like I'm the companion just, movie that takes place at the same time.
4: Yeah, I want to be able to feel like not just like I really don't like her and feel yeah. like I want to be able to have like a compassion, side, a compassionate side for her. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, why so
2: rather she... than Worm, you want to see Marcella. Oh. So,
0: yeah, but I want to see, uh, I think
3: they would make two companion uh, people.
0: That
3: yeah. would be really nice. So, yeah, um, but question, why didn't Marcella just move into Dylan's room? I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> well, true. I mean, it's it's like Worm, like, you won't move, okay? But neither is Marcella. <laughs>
0: Yeah. If she you could look have at have her gotten... notes, I think that the reason she mentioned ghosts was because she was scared there were ghosts. <laughs> no, about, I thought that so... I thought about that too. That she so was of... she didn't want to go there because of ghosts, but she remembered to tell him there are no such thing as ghosts. Yeah. So that he wouldn't come up with the same problem.
3: Even though Worm then <laughs> told Izzy, you know, well, there aren't ghosts in here because he didn't die in here, you know? <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, but who lived in the house before then. I don't know before that fam.
0: well you remember that scene (laughs) where that one girl wants to see the ghost of Dylan because she wants do you remember she was the boyfriend was describing to somebody the fact that he and his girlfriend were gonna have sex for the first time but she wanted to do a seance to bring Dylan's ghost into it for a three-way oh yeah and he (laughs) said he said it's it was just it's really important to her that Dylan is inside me when I'm inside her and I'm like oh my god I that's have weird. never heard of a dream like this, but this is this is the kinkiest thing I've ever heard of.
4: <laughs> I guess he just probably felt like, well, if that's what she thinks is gonna happen, I'll get, I'm, um, I'm gonna get some regardless. I mean, yeah,
0: pretend you're doing <laughs>
4: <laughs> But um, I guess those are my thoughts and whatnot so far. And yeah, I did have a kind of a heart feeling too
0: for the janitor about him still having his... I wish he oh, had gotten no. his kiss at the end of the movie or something. It's just he uh-huh. just left him unloved. It's mm-hmm. not. And <laughs> you know? how
2: uncomfortable to have to wear that collar for so many years. I
0: know. Yeah, and once you're out of school, like, I mean, is that why he still works at the high school? Because the <laughs> only so he can't, can't escape. The is, high school
3: counselors. Yeah, <laughs> he, is that what <laughs> happens when you're held back so many years? You're just held back. Yeah. And- you're just forced <laughs> to work there. There, I'm sad.
4: No other girls wanted to make forty. 40- some dollars, or is that how much he was going to pay? um Worm's going to yes. pay some for girls.
0: Yes.
1: Or <laughs> well, forty-seven dollars. Oh.
0: <laughs> and you know, I don't get it because I know he's supposed to be a nerd, but I think Worm is very handsome. I do too. It's adorable. I do too. Adult now, so I can say that he is very handsome. I think so too. Yeah. I would have had an enormous crush on him at that age. Yeah. It, and the dinosaur clothing would have only made it worse. <laughs> 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 okay. No, thank right. Oh, sorry, go
1: ahead. Oh, go ahead, Tia. No, um, I love this. The, the pool scene. They couldn't afford a big pool, so they got little <laughs> pools.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a, a <laughs> I'm surprised all her friends didn't make fun of her. I mean, I it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I was too. Everyone, everyone was
1: cool with it. Apparently,
2: I would have like, thought
0: that they would have too. Yeah, yeah, that
1: yeah, would that have that been, been fun.
4: You know, Artega it.
0: was there, so it was cool.
4: You know. Oh, yeah. my <laughs>
0: He's a weird. cool kid. <laughs> She's too famous now for the camera not to pay attention to. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh okay, so thank you Ruth and, and yeah. everyone else that was we had a little interlude there and it is time for I believe the last person Fahad to his yes. thoughts.
3: Um so I've already given my thoughts throughout everybody <laughs> yeah. else's. Of course. <laughs> um, so I don't have too much more to say uh except I mean I enjoyed the movie for the most part um uh for me I felt like I don't know. I feel like this would have been better suited for a TV series, like uh, 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 on a streaming channel or something. Um, So you get a little bit more time with developing this alternate reality and seeing kind of what more is different about it. Plus also focusing. I, I, I liked the supporting cast. I liked him a lot. He was good, but I also liked the supporting cast. So I wouldn't have minded diving into a little bit more of some of their stories also. So that's why I felt like this felt like a long episode of a tv series than a full-fledged movie for me um i'm not saying that in a negative way i mean the fact that i'm like oh a 12 episode series you know that would be fun to kind of watch um like i feel like at the top of this poster i wanted to say a peacock exclusive series or something (laughs) but uh yeah so i mean overall i enjoyed it i thought it was very cute it was um I mean, it's, it basically is a feel-good movie, you know, outside of Dylan's death and stuff. Like, you know, it's a journey about this kid, and, you know, he got what he wanted, which is the collar off. So it was, you know, happy ending. <laughs> that was your takeaway? That was in the middle of the movie. <laughs> I know, but, but well, like, then, no, but then he also, you know, um, so, like, smoothed things over with uh, Lindsay. Was that her name? Mm-hmm. And then the memorial happened and you got to see like, you know, all that. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like a sad movie. It was just different. So I don't really have much more to say. Cause like I said, I've pretty much said everything. Um, I'm just looking at the characters that were, the, were in the movie and we've touched on everybody and everything, except Eric, I'm surprised you didn't mention Alana Ubuk. Ubuk? Oh,
0: I haven't Big yet. Uh, you what? I Big haven't yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you had your turn.
3: <laughs> um, 'Cause and then also Paula Pell was in there too. Who's that? Um, she's been in stuff I've seen. Um, she's a comedian. Uh she was, I believe, uh did she work in the store? Uh when they went to the, the store to buy stuff like buy stuff for the party? Curvier blonde woman. Oh, okay. But um, I don't
0: know her, do I? I don't
3: know, maybe. She was in Birdman. I wasn't in I haven't well,
1: seen that wait, one. Oh, I've Wait, well, Fahad, you mentioned Alana Urbach. I was saying Beekman. I mean, like, when no, yeah. I mean, do you guys realize no what I was saying? With with Alana Urbach, you mentioned her just now. Alana Urbach, no Ubach, yeah, some Beekman. I mean, like,
3: what, yeah, did you Beak- World, what's Beekman? Oh, it's you don't know. Called, That's Beekman's world. Know. Oh, I know Beekman's world. Okay, yeah. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> Can you yeah. hear me? I just repeated that like three times, and you're you're. I, don't know, like, I think you and Takia were saying yeah, it over were, one and yeah. yeah. It was hard yeah. to decipher. It'll yeah, work. you guys were saying it at the exact time and I couldn't make out.
1: Oh, I, all I heard was Beekman. <laughs> yeah, she that's where that's how I know her. And she was in some others, I, I think, Brave Bunch something as well. And some other things. So
0: um, I, love, gonna... <laughs> I love Alana Ubik. Uh I've seen her. Yeah. She's in Clock Watchers with Lisa Kudrow and Parker Posey. and Tony Oh, Katt. that's one too. She was in Denise Calls Up. Uh, she is in, she was in Legally Blonde. Uh, and of course I fell in love with her because mm-hmm. of Beekman's world way before any of that stuff. Yes. So I, I love that uh, in this movie, she sings a little bit, which the first time I found out she could sing was the fact that she is the dead grandmother in Coco and she sings an entire song and it's like operatic. And oh, that's incredible. Mm. La Yorana, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, they've got her singing again. But my complaint is not enough, Alana Ubuk. Why is she like barely a C level character in this movie? And those that. A star. She should have been playing the mother.
4: She was so, a Brady bunch, maybe.
3: Yes, yes.
4: Oh. <laughs> but always, yeah,
0: that's that's S- why I said so Brady <laughs> bunch, she does. So,
3: Eric, um, Paula Pell was um, in several different things. I know her from uh, this show that I watched called AP Bio. Uh, um, I love her from that. She's in from, Girls 5 Eva. With my guy from It's Always Sunny and A. Yeah. And then, you know, Girls 5 Eva? Yeah. Yeah, she's oh, in, she the older one. Yeah, she's the older one in that. But Eric, you should remember her, maybe, from um, Parks and Rec. She's Ron Swanson's mom,
0: I think. She's oh. the original Tammy. Original Tammy.
3: Tamara um, Swanson. Tamara.
0: <laughs> so what is Tammy short for anything? Tamara.
3: Tamra,
0: yeah. what is that? Um, Tam, what is it? the The flu, the flu medicine. Tamron, no, what is Tamran. it? You know, Tamoflu. Who started Tamiflu. it? Right? Tamiflu. Tamoflu. Tamiflu. Right? Tamiflu. It's a. Uh, it's long for Tammy. Your <laughs> 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 Uh, I mean, there are women who have named your kids crazier things.
3: True, but yeah. So, anyways, my overall things, I enjoyed it. I just felt it felt like a long episode of a TV series and. I felt like it could do more.
0: I actually, now that I'm thinking through that possibility, a TV series would be very interesting. I would enjoy it. I think it would be very nice to see a little more filled out about each of these characters. Mainly the style and the fact that they don't really reveal too much, but just it it relies heavily on the emotion of the situation over the uh, actual facts being shared.
3: Um, Ironically, the facts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cruel, yet factual letters. Uh, uh, But I... For me the movie is about it's about a world where people that is actually very much like our own where people are focused on achieving these romantic milestones so that you won't be you won't end up alone in life but the main character worm learns that that stuff doesn't really matter what matters is the 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 connections that you have to the people around you and that those are much harder to attain they're much harder to maintain and so he if he he's over the course of the movie. Sure. He gets his collar popped by kissing a girl, which is just not a hard thing to do. I'm gay and I did it younger than he did, <laughs> but he, he ends up, he, he mends the relationship between he and his sister. He understands his uncle better. He comes to terms with his brother's passing. He, he understands better where his mother and father are coming from as human beings. And he's a little young for all of these very heavy themes, but uh, he seems to handle them well, and I and I like I like how that happens throughout the movie. So there, I just want to, of course, like I usually want to do, is go through a few of my other notes that are random things that don't need to be discussed hugely, but maybe you have some comments on them. Just things that I noticed. One was I like that um, the girl he's into has that birthmark, which makes her very interesting. And when he tries to pop his own collar, it's yeah. ink on him, and basically gives him a birthmark too that and they sort of look like they would go well together like the, the colors are complementary and it's like oh this is nice and like they're meant for each other uh i thought that that was a very interesting tiny little thing that they put in there i like that there were a lot of little things that you had to look closely for like he he looked up i think the movie begins with him looking up vagina in this dictionary he has but then he looks up something else later in the movie in the same dictionary and if you read I forget what was the word he looked up later in the movie, but the definition was, oh, serial killer. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it said something that can happen to lonely boys. And then it said, (laughs) period, mostly lonely boys. And and it was like, this is not a real dictionary. And then they panned out and you could see the cover and it said, dictionary, a young man's guide. And I couldn't read the rest of it. I was like, this is, they obviously made this book specifically for this movie. It's another one of the art direction in this movie was really incredible. Uh, And this was one little thing they stuck in there that you're not, it's not part of the story. You don't have to notice it, but it's this, I love when a movie puts in these tiny little things that fill it out, the universe out in a way that makes it a a much more interesting um, place. That
2: reminds me, sorry to interrupt you, Eric. That just reminds me of when, I think it was his sister who said to him after he smashed his arm with the hammer, Ted Bundy used to do things like that. That's how he like, yeah. His women and i thought oh my gosh that is how he would pretend to have a broken arm or a broken leg to like to to gain the sympathies of the women that he killed and so i thought that that's kind of that was funny
0: i thought that was a cruel thing for her to say to him yeah but she was mad at him True. <laughs> may
2: the truth w- may the truth find you well <laughs>
0: may the truth find you well
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> we should start saying that all the time <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be offensive, but blank. <laughs> and I hope the truth finds you. out. <laughs> um, another, uh, I think there were probably many more occasions like that, uh, tiny little things, but I guess I didn't write them down. <laughs> so let's see. The, the last thing on my notes here was the fact that I had never seen this kid before, except in the poster for this movie. Cause I, I told you I had been waiting to sort of present this to the fogies for a while. So I had seen the poster for him, and I don't watch trailers, so I hadn't seen that. But uh, in the movie, watching him, it struck me that he looks so much like a young Steve Rogers, and I laughed at myself because Fahad, I told you that in Captain America: The First Avenger, when they the beginning sings when he's in Brooklyn, and it's supposed to be Steve Rogers before the Super su- Soldier Serum, yeah. that I seriously thought when I, I first saw that movie, and for probably a couple years afterwards. <laughs> That that was a different actor they had playing that version of him because I couldn't see the seams on the CGI. I didn't know they had just pasted Chris Evans' face on on a smaller actor. Uh, so so I saw this kid. I was like, oh my god! If he had been around at that time, he absolutely could have played. He looks just like that skinnyed, sort of atrophied-looking Steve Rogers from Captain America. I'm guessing you don't agree, behind. But-
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I know what you were saying. Um, I I don't think I saw it. <laughs> Um, uh, well, look back, because the poster's right here in front of your face. It's, I know, I'm looking. I, I don't quite fully see it, but it's actually funny. When I look at this poster, it looks like he has a side ponytail. It does. Oh,
0: yeah, it does. Uh, well, can we talk uh, yeah. about the fashion? Uh, speaking of the art direction of this movie, the costuming was incredible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was very, it felt very 90s, but everyone had this weird, I don't know, I, I think it was because of their age group you could tell they were all trying really hard to seem cool uh or to seem interesting so the way they combined clothing like look at this uh, what she's wearing in this poster this it's like a it, it's so weirdly puritan this this lace sort of bodysuit with with wizard sleeves but she's got a dress <laughs> on top of it it's just bizarre and there were so many outfits like that throughout the throughout the show and then of course worm is always in something vaguely dinosaur Uh, which makes him seem immature at first glance. But when he tells Izzy the reason why he was named Worm with a Y, you're like, oh my God. He's literally the smartest, most mature kid in his class. So the fact that he hasn't kissed anyone doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) Like, He's a strong person who's had to survive things and he he knows who he is. And I really appreciated that. And I love that the costuming really – because, you know, I was – Oh, I was basically a fashion major. Didn't do anything with it, but I've always appreciated how costuming can tell help tell the story without overpowering.
3: Yeah, I don't think I, because I I wasn't almost a fashion major, so I didn't really notice the clothes as much, <laughs> the costuming, but I did I did enjoy the um the music, the soundtrack. Oh, you guys, I bought the soundtrack. Oh, did you? I did this oh. morning. I bought it. If six um,
0: songs. They were incredible.
3: So May I ask, though, are those all songs recorded by current artists to sound like they were from that time? Because that's what they sounded like to me. It's one guy oh, okay. who did it, yes, now. yeah, Okay. Like back that's, I it, I mean, unfortunately, you can kind of tell when that happens, when somebody tries to make a song now sound like back then. It doesn't quite, it, it sounds like that. Like, they're making it sound like that. So that's, when yeah. I watched this movie, it kind of took me out a little. Even though I liked the songs, it took me out a little bit because I'm like, It sounds like a current song just trying to sound like late 80s, early 90s, but... But I think that also helps with the alternate universe. It does, it does, yeah.
0: Because if it had been songs that we knew um, from the time, I think we would have found the weird elements of the story a little more jarring. It was like, this
3: is is not what it was like. Although in this alternate reality, Ted Bundy's still a serial killer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those Doctor Who
0: un unchangeable time points. There has to be a Ted Bundy. (laughs) I guess that's the mavity of the
3: situation. That's the mavity of it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Does anyone else have any little things that they noticed that they
3: would like to share or talk about? Oh, one other one. Um, their dad, Eric, did you recognize him? No, but he's that very, very vulgar foul mouth politician from Veep. Oh, really? The one who has like his, uh, his like, um, Assistant or whatever is kind of the tall guy oh, with glasses, no. and he's very mean to him.
0: Okay, yeah,
3: yeah that's him. Okay. Every yeah, time yeah. I see him, I get irked out.
0: Well, I, I was irked out by both his parents. I was like, This I know you guys are dealing with stuff too, but you have other children, you can't just like disappear. This is not right. <laughs> uh so I was pissed off <laughs> at both of them.
1: Uh I want to add too that um I, I might have said this earlier earlier, but um, yeah, it was interesting how the mom was on a trek, but apparently. With Mar- Marcella kind of re- revealed that she probably wasn't on the trek yeah. at all in the first place. That she had just, um, as I mentioned earlier, they, their body just separated. But she, they said that she was on a trek, you know, hiking to uh, sugarcoat to the kids, to them. Wow. So it's interesting how Worm did not know that. He believed that she was actually hiking. Well, Marcella was like, no, she's actually not really hiking. It occurred to you that maybe she was not hiking at all the entire time. So sure. I thought that was the
3: thing, she yeah She wanted to get away.
1: Yeah. And then the dad, I guess, is just depressed, I guess, or something. Like, he's always either working or on a toilet. <laughs> uh, so, like, I don't know what that
2: was about. Like, what, what is that? I think they just tore their family apart, the death of their son.
1: Yeah. 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 So, the depression. So, so then, so they, this, the, the uncle was bought in. They had him in to to, to watch the kids, what the parents got through things, apparently, their emotions and stuff, or something. I don't know. It's kind of interesting because he, he looked like he had his own life. He wanted to kind of live his own life. He was taking care of the kids, but I don't know. I
0: kind of mean, um, he had to.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, he was a nice uncle, though. I, yeah. I did like him. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. It's, it's just funny that the whole movie, everyone thought he might be a bad uncle, <laughs> like, yeah. just because uncle apparently can't. He, uncles are always sus. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the oh, only one more thing I wanted to add. in sorry,
1: uh, that he was painting, and I noticed uh, it, it looked like maybe he. That's what I mentioned Maybe he had some things he wanted to do, like actually wanted to pursue painting and all. But he had to kind of put his dreams to the side to take care of the kids. That, that was a little sad to hear that his you dude know.
2: paintings
1: yeah well, this is all his paintings he mentioned that oh you know you you why don't you become an actual painter and he alluded to the fact that he wanted to but he couldn't but he didn't say why i saw in my mind maybe because he had to take care of kids and he had to t- painting had to take professionally painting had to take a back seat so i don't know did you guys interpret that like that way or uh but, no i
0: think he had already given it up before that to, i yeah. forget what he said he was doing but for a job but
1: mm-hmm.
0: he just yeah okay because he yeah. hadn't been watching them that long.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure about that. That's not how I interpreted it.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. But- well, I think it's that time again for... What, Eric? Oh, Eric. Uh, Yeah, it's that time. For... <laughs> ba, 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 recast! We close each episode with the recast game, where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is backwards style Fahad. Oh, ah. thank
3: you. Ah. Um, so I'm going to go with a very obscure character in this movie, <laughs> kind of like how I went with a very obscure character in the last movie. I went with the UPS driver. Um, this time I'm going to go with the character of Frank. Frank is the guy who you would um were to take your wrist uh bracelets to oh. and whatever. <laughs> He was and he was also the father of one of the students. Remember a divorced dad. <laughs> yes. Um, so I am going to recast Frank with an actress. So it'll be a divorced mom. And her name is Kaliko Kawahi. Oh. She's from Superstore. And she looks exactly like him, which is funny, because <laughs> he played her boyfriend slash fiance slash husband in Superstore. <laughs> oh. So I'm Ooh, gonna do a switcheroo and flip them. I I don't want them to actually be their characters from Superstore because I don't want them to be divorced. So would that would those two universes connect? <laughs> Probably not, but it makes yeah. sense together. <laughs> so Kaliko Kawahi from Superstore is my recast. Awesome. I love that actress. Anyways, back <laughs> to you. Thank you.
0: Uh and then before you, I believe, was Ruth.
4: Okay. So um I was thinking of I'm trying to think what. brother the brother's name was that died dylan dylan so i thought about um uh recasting Lindsay, um you know Sosie bacon and thinking of um on 13 reasons why that was in that the one uh the main girl that was in the first one hannah but i forgot what her name was on there i just kind of like to see kind of a different perspective i thought she might be fun um
3: why is she different um is brown hair <laughs> yeah i don't know I, brown hair <laughs> oh, yeah. dark brown so you're yeah,
2: recasting she just, Lindsay with you just jumped to me
3: <laughs> hannah is that what you're saying katherine yeah, langford is her name the actress's name oh yeah, yeah, yeah. at I first i thought you know. were recasting dylan and i was like oh is this our first recast of a picture <laughs> <laughs> recast of the
0: dead <laughs> recast of the living dead uh i have to say you guys after this is like our 52nd episode or something 53rd episode 52nd uh that they're there basically there are no movies where there wasn't some actor from you or 13 reasons why <laughs> 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 except citizen king like anything before you know before the 1990s of course didn't contain these characters but these actors but i swear every single time you're like oh yeah that person's from you or a <laughs> from reasons why do you or remember marvel
4: <laughs> yeah that's true I, I guess i just get them in my thought and i'm thinking gosh i think
0: they would do really good too so now, yeah, now you're trying to add another one, Ruth. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ruth. Uh, then I believe it would be Takia. Okay. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It's Shelly. Shelly's face is telling me <laughs> it's Shelly.
2: <laughs> so I I recast this movie as though I am casting it in the 90s. Ooh. And so if I were um casting worm in the nineties. I'm going to give it to David Krumholtz Do y'all know who oh, that is? Yep. Yes. I love mm-hmm. it. He's in he was um Joel okay. Glicker in Adam's Family yep. Values. Or he was also in the Santa Claus. He was the the one of Santa's elves.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure he played in other things,
0: but oh yeah. He's uh, he was just in, wasn't he an Oppenheimer? He was see i haven't yeah. seen that
2: yet i'm thinking of a young him
3: <laughs> yep makes sense so well, yes he's
0: looking his age now, so a young him yes oppenheimer film yeah, not I, not I, present
3: day
2: present age
0: oh god damn it unless
3: he played the janitor
0: <laughs> yes that could be yeah david Crumholtz played Isidore isaac rabbi I um, probably said all of that wrong. A Nobel prize winning physicist who worked as a consultant on the Manhattan project. So yeah, he was an Oppenheimer. All right. He's come very far. Yes. He's <laughs> had he quite a career. Uh, I love David Crumholtz. He's amazing in everything. Um, he was, uh, he was the co-lead with uh, Michael Urey on the short lived series partners uh which david our friend david and i really love that show was really really funny it had brandon ralph who was michael yuri's partner and david Krumholtz was their straight best friend and his wife was sophia bush it was a very very charming he's done a, a lot of very different things in his career so i really enjoy him okay thank you shelly and now takia
1: hey i also um what the word for wait recast sorry i was like rewatch what's that word recast recast um Worm with Freddie Highmore because he had. A, I was thinking about who had was a character in the now that has kind of a a nerd appeal when she, when she slick his hair back or put his hair a certain way, put some glasses on him. I saw I was thinking like a, a youthful nerdy looking guy actor. So Freddie Highmore came to mind. So that's who my recast is for
3: a worm. He's, he plays he's awkward, a good doctor right? now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: He's also Norman Bates for several years.
3: That's right. Yeah. So,
0: um, so he plays awkward very well. Yes. That's yeah, exactly that's,
3: that's not who I, I I I had a feeling you were gonna recast Worm, but I I had a different actor in mind for who I thought. We you you think was a, was a well. Recast. I'll wait till er, Eric. Are you recasting Worm? No. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought you were gonna choose Noah Schnapp. Uh, oh! Wow! He was even on my mind. <laughs> He, he was, was
1: not even on my mind for that. I think all. he would
3: have done a wonderful job as Worm. Like yeah. he looks like it, the same age. Yeah, and stuff, and...
1: I can see it now. There's so many people floating in my mind with that. So yeah. So while
3: I was watching, it, I'm like, "Oh, Tiki is gonna say Noah Schnapper." No, no it, it wasn't in my
1: mind. I bet I can see it now. me. Yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs>
3: That's funny. Um.
0: Well, I would not recast Worm. I thought he was perfect. And just so you guys know, he uh, this the the actor Theo Taplitz. Uh, Basically, after this movie, according to IMDb, he stopped acting for a few years, I think because he went to school, specifically to film school. Mm -hmm. And so he has he's been making short films since he was very young. And he has a new short film, which is the first thing he's acted in since this movie that he also directed and wrote that is uh, debuting at the Sitguest Film Festival this October. Sitges is a very famous, very long running European fantasy and horror film festival. So it's it's kind of a big deal and it's really cool that he's doing that. And um, if I remember, I'm going to check it out to see what he's done. Uh, it's, a, it's called Gable and uh, it's about a man or a young man <laughs> himself who believes that Clark Gable speaks to him through the radio. The spirit of Clark Gable speaks to him through the radio and so yeah. he attempts to, I guess he attempts to speak to his ailing grandfather through the same method somehow. I don't know how it's gonna work, but it sounds very interesting. And I'm, I'm excited that he's into fantasy and horror and, and he's becoming a filmmaker. That's a, it's a very, very cool career. trajectory. So who I am going to recast is, I'm gonna recast his little friend that he tried to get to kiss him just so they could both dollars. Uh, And I'm also going to go like Shelly to recast as if it were the early 90s in reality. And I would like to recast him with Fred Savage from that time.
3: I knew you were going to say that. Did you really? That's perfect. (laughs) When you said you were going to go back to the 90s, I was like, oh, he's going to do Fred Savage. Why? (laughs) Did
0: you know? (laughs) I could just
3: picture it. (laughs) And it's perfect cast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although if it was Fred Savage, I would want that kid to
0: have. More of a part. <laughs> yeah, um,
3: Eric. If you rewind this video when you do watch the recording, you'll see me mouth "Fred Savage" when you were saying it. Uh,
0: well, I never edit with the video, so I never see the video again. Oh. But I do have all the videos, guys. Maybe you want to watch one of them.
3: You should. <laughs> you should edit them all uh, into a movie and have our own Fogies movie. Yeah. I'm gonna pick the worst things you've ever said and edit all that together. <laughs> oh, no. Supercut of Shelley's
0: (laughs) hot takes.
3: (laughs) You're going to go into everything where we've (gasps) said, Eric, please go and edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Take that out. (laughs) The cutting room floor, we'll call
0: it. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck. Uh -uh. (laughs) Okay. So thank you all for your wonderful recasts. And I believe now it's that time to rate. And uh, Fahad will give us his little spiel. We all know by now. For the benefit
3: of the audience. Uh, okay, for the benefit of the audience. Yes. So everybody, it is time to rate. We go, uh, you can rate between a zero and a five, and you can do it in quarter increments, which is 0. 0.25, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.75, or a whole number. Um, and I'm going to count backwards from three to zero, and on the row of zero, go ahead and put in your uh, rating and uh, put a thumbs up when you are ready. Okay. Three, two, one, zero. Whoa. Whoa. Ruth, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my god, this is almost exactly like last week's ratings. I think so too. Where Shelly, Eric, and I had the exact same. We thing are we on a My goodness, yeah, we've synced. <laughs> I've <also> synced.
2: <laughs> Hi, can I read them to you?
3: Yeah, are yeah. Are you ready? Give me one moment. Um okay, go for it.
2: All right. Takia five. Eric three point five. Fahad, three point five. Ruth, two point seven five. And Shelly, three
3: point five. Nice. Okay. I I think I might. let's see. Um the average is three point six five.
0: Okay. Uh, that's good. That's good. That's good.
3: Takia and Ruth's kind of balanced each other's out to bring it closer to the oh, three of ours. <laughs> Oh, Yeah, so and, I, mean, I guess last
0: week we had three threes, yeah, a 3.5 and a five,
3: yeah, so it, it ended up a little different. But we've got three, three, 3. today. Thank this you. This time, the stuff. threes are in the middle, <laughs> and three of us are in the middle this time. I'm sorry, Ruth, that you didn't
0: enjoy this movie as much. Sorry, I thought it was I good. Make it for you, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. a rocky horror line. I didn't make it him. But... <laughs>
3: But wow, the 3 of us are on a, sh- a streak. No. Is my movie going to break that streak? <laughs> well, Fahad, uh, would you like to tell us what, sure it what it is? So, I had so many different movies I was going between um but so I'll, here's my thinking process. I was going to go with this comedy that I really enjoyed and I just watched it for the second time last week and I was like that'd be really fun for us to watch just like a straight up like comedy. Um then I was thinking there's this kind of horror-type movie that sounded very interesting. I was like, I could go with that. And then the Academy Award nominations came out last week. And I was like, you know, we always talk about how we should try to watch the movies that are nominated. also, um, many of us have already seen Barbie, so I wasn't going to choose that. Two of the big movies I really wanted to watch are not yet available for streaming so can't do those so then i looked and i was like oh yeah i kind of wanted to see this movie so i was like okay the oscar nominated movie the horror movie or the comedy i went with the oscar nominated movie just because you know Sweet. it's fit in for the times and helps people knock stuff off of their lists That's so funny. the movie okay. i have selected is called the holdovers oh good sorry paul giamatti
0: Good that we watch it now because it's Christmas related, and we it are... is
3: Christmas related. It's a little bit late, but yeah, it's like uh,
0: we're getting out of January soon, so <laughs> it's all right. It
3: I don't celebrate it, so I oh. get it now.
0: <laughs> okay, thank you everyone for watching my little movie and enjoying it for the most part and having good things to say. And uh, I declare this episode of Old well, Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our list on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. Everybody say bye. 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 Holding it so you can join. Okay, we're done.
3: Eric, what's great is you're going to get to listen to this sober. I know. <laughs> I'll probably be very entertained.